Hey, Jeb. Oh, hey, John. Do you want to talk about Toy Story? Yeah, sounds like a really good idea. But, like, talk about it a lot. Going in detail with each given minute in Toy Story? Yeah, but can we talk about why Woody has teeth even though he wasn't made with them? I don't see why not. Only if we can talk about the importance of plastic corrosion awareness. Only if we can talk about how Sid is not really a bad kid. Let me ask you this, though. Can we talk about strong lesbian moms? Can we talk about using the sad song from Toy Story 2 as a test to see if people are a robot? I like that idea. So, come listen to us talk about Toy Story five times a week on Toy Story Minute. Find it on Dueling Genre or your podcast app of choice. If you listen, you'll be my favorite deputy. You've got a friend in us? Both of us, yeah. Nice. Dueling Genre Hello, welcome back to Rocky Minute, the daily podcast that analyzes the movie Rocky one minute at a time. I am Jason Haynes. I'm Doug Greenberg. Joining us today, uh, joining us today, a very special guest, uh, Jeff Hewlett from uh, Slycast and the Tricorder Transmissions. Nice, nice. Thanks. I'm a special guest. I feel uh, feel very privileged for being here. Thanks, guys. This is great. We, very special guest. Oh, jeez. Uh, Don't go I, I, too far now. Well, don't oversell me. I was just stalling for time to look up his name. <laughs> He's got a notebook with a bunch, a, job. a bunch of scribble, scrabble, and outlines of keys on it. Anyway, <laughs> if you guys are done interrupting my intro, uh, today we begin with Rocky running an industrial area. That's the best you can come up with. <laughs> you didn't knock it out. Oh, and uh, ends with Rocky taking medicine ball to the ribs. <laughs> we, so uh, join us as we knock out minute 92. <laughs> Man, that was smooth. Ooh, it's going to be that kind of show. <laughs> They're all that kind of show. <laughs> all right. Where are we at? We're in, we're, we are really kicking off training montage right now. Oh, so yeah. Rocky, um, as far as running a tire, workout a tire, he really he finds something he likes and sticks with it. Huh? He really mm-hmm. does. Yeah. yeah. Well, hey, it's easy, it's easy, but he's never had to worry about matching the tops and the bottoms. They're all the same color, right? <laughs> it's true. You, you know, know, it was um, when we had Craig on on the show. He was the one that mentioned running in Chuck Taylor's The mm-hmm. Converse. Awful. Yeah. What. That's a bad dis- – well, you know what? It is the 70s though. This is before Foot Locker, right? I mean this is probably before New Balance and all that hipster sneaker stuff, right? Right. When, when I want to get new running sneakers, I have to go to a store and run on a treadmill. They take pictures and video exactly. of my steps and they get me the best pair of shoes and they try to sell me insoles and then they want to sell me socks. Dude, <laughs> I, yeah, when I realized that I was becoming an old man and I was having foot pains and crap, I had to go to the, the walking company, right? And you stand on the thing and it scans your feet and they make custom orthotics to put in your shoes. I'm like, God damn, I'm getting old. Yeah, yeah. They take the impressions. Right. I know. Yeah. Yeah. Couldn't do that in the 70s. Nope. Just go get some Converse, man. Rocky just <laughs> slap, pain. slap, slap <laughs> in Chuck, Chuck Taylor's, get yourself a couple of bricks and hit the road. Yeah. I actually <laughs> did, went for a, was going for a run one day and I didn't go because my my uh, map of my run app was down. <laughs> I, was like, I, I can't, <laughs> I can't run like this. What am I, a cave person? Uh, any excuse to avoid running and any excuse to avoid working out. I'm like, oh, app's down. Forget it. I'm staying home. I can't. How am I going to know how far I went? It's just it's good much. thing I stocked up on beer. Right. Let me go back home. <laughs> to hell with this. Now, I got to tell you, you know, 
I, I noticed this so many times watching this the the early part of this montage. I mean, he, you know, he's it's this, this is kind of a triumphant. He's he's running down. It's, it's kind of like this weird farmers market slash market thing where people are throwing him fruit and cheering for him, but. How sloppy are these people? That the produce is just laying all over the ground mm-hmm. on either side of the road. There's like spilled boxes of lettuce and crap everywhere. These people are not wanting to sell this stuff. They just let it kind of fall over. I, I, right. and, and why do they have numerous open flames going? Like, what, why are things on fire? <laughs> oh, it, yeah. Why is there a fifty gallon drum on fire with no acapella singers around it? That's what I want to know. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, know the answer to that. You know why the fire is there? I do. It's you do. For warmth, of course. Oh my god, because it was they, cold. It's the wintertime. They st- they their markets are part of that building, and they stand outside, set up their outdoor shop, and they just sell their produce. Try doing that today. The the you the fire inspector, the police. <laughs> oh my god, yeah, so yeah. fast to shut your your Open fire barrels. down. Like oh, man. you could never do this today. No sir. Nowadays, the Italian market is more diverse. Where it's you know. Still called the Italian market, but mm. uh, so many Hispanic, Italians, yeah, like um, Hispanic vendors and others. Uh, yeah, I, I ran through. This is weird. I mean, I was up in. I got some friends that live up in the Boston area, and uh, go up there a couple times a year. And uh, we, we were out drinking one night, and uh, we, we were kind of had a few. We were stumbling around, we're walking down. We came across a, a, a farm market, like an outdoor. It was the middle of the night farm market. It reminded me a lot of this. Mm-hmm. this scene in rocky and it was just you know people with just cardboard boxes full of vegetables and fruit just selling it with with you know tarps as tents over top of them and I, just, I felt like i went back in time like i almost felt like i was in this scene yeah that that is crazy you don't think yeah i mean there would be regulations i would think against everything's it. regulated now you probably gotta get a permit to yeah, sell your fruit, yeah. and you can just. Uh, I'm sure they don't have permits here, and then, and then, uh, because yeah, you know, nowadays the government wants theirs, so mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, so, you know, something else I would have asked Mike Kunda about too, and I didn't, uh, he wasn't doing Slycast with us yet when we did Rocky, but uh, as he's running down the street, too, you notice there's a, there's a pair of train tracks that are half paved over. Mm-hmm. I wonder where that train originally ran from and to. Was that a train that went from? The, the the industrial docks area into the city proper to carry stuff from the harbor into into the city. Not even sure. Wow, no, that's a great question. Yeah. Can we? Get, um, I, I know when um, it was a trolley. Or, no, yeah, it might have been yeah, a trolley. I, train, I thought that too. It, but if it's if it's a close proximity to the water, it probably had something to do with shipping. Yeah, I would have thought, and, and whatever it was, the line was dead because they, you know, they paved over half of it. Yeah, you know, I know the uh, the town where we grew up in New Jersey. Uh, we're right on the water between New Jersey and Staten Island, hmm. and there were train tracks that went all throughout the town to the waterfront. And what they used those for was shipping pieces of ships to uh, battleships in the wars of the past. Just make the numbers that legit. No, that's legit. Oh, yeah. So they would, you know, ship the pieces of battleships to the waterfront. Mm-hmm. The ships would take the pieces of the battleships and go someplace and build them. Yeah, I can't imagine it would have been easy to carry those you know, heavy pieces of equipment or pieces of battleships around without some sort of, you know, rail system, rail, right? Yeah, yeah I've, exactly. I've carried pieces of battleship around before. 
Are you referring to the game battleship? <laughs> We're not talking say. about the game battleship. <laughs> I like three or four of those little pegs, and that's about it. Yeah, they're so small. Yeah. I mean, and they fit in the board, the green yeah. classic board, everything. What are you talking about? Jay always has like a, a hidden meaning when he says something stupid like that. <laughs> but when Stallone was writing the, cha- the training sequence, all he had written was hitting the heavy bag, hitting the speed bag, and jumping mm-hmm. rope. They knew they wanted like a montage of sorts, so mm-hmm. he figures, why not use the city of Philadelphia? Really, it's you know, it's a living and breathing city. So they shot dozens of scenes where they would just drive around the city and be like, "Oh, this is a cool spot," and they would just jump out of the van and run, and they'd film them running. Mm-hmm. Brilliant idea. Yeah, and they did all of this without any permits. Yeah, it's like guerrilla style. So they're just <laughs> in the van. Running down the Italian market, one of the vendors throws Rocky an orange. Yep. And it's widely known now that that was a spontaneous moment. Yeah. Like they just saw some guy chasing a van, running after a van, and, uh, you know, threw him an orange. You know, I don't think these the, the running scenes would have been as good if they were staged mm-hmm. because it, it really sells the realism. You, you know, you really feel like this is a real thing you're watching, almost like a documentary. Yeah, right? yeah, absolutely. That's a great yeah. way to put it, yeah. Yeah. You know how you know times have changed? And this is a legit true story. Um, Rocky's running through the market, and nobody knows that it's a filming movie, like you said. Just a guy running through the market, and people throw him fruit. Not only fruit, mm-hmm. but a good fruit to have when you're running. Hydrate you a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a good mm-hmm. fruit. Um, last summer, I was jogging on the boardwalk in Belmar. And I stopped at the pliable food truck and asked for a tissue because I had boogers coming out of my nose and they were dripping on my face. And the girl, the, I was like, can I have a napkin? And she like looked at me like I was crazy. And I was like, can I have a napkin? And she was like, um, you want to order something? I was like, no, I want a napkin and blow my nose or whatever. And she gave me a napkin. And I'm like, I can't even get a, a freaking napkin from <laughs> on the boardwalk when I'm running. I have snots on my face. And people are just throwing fruit to Rocky. Yeah, times have changed, man. Oh, they have changed. I want to go back to a simpler time when people like throw things to me when I'm not at me to me when I'm running. <laughs> people throwing oranges at you, <laughs> Get <out of> fatty. <laughs> <laughs> this run here down the Italian market could not have been done without Garrett Brown's Steadicam. Yeah, of course, right? Because right. The, the street was just disastrously bumpy. Mm. That Steadicam held a nice steady shot on him. Yeah. Yeah, sure did, and you know, and it, it can't be oversold, man. The, the, the use of that city camp cannot be oversold in these scenes because it, it it lends itself to that that beautiful smooth shot, so you can really concentrate on watching, you know, Rocky run, and you can really pick out all the details in the scene around him. You know, you could mm-hmm. if you want to, you can really pause that thing and take a look at all those people who are just watching him run by, and there's a bunch of mounted, you know, they got their hoods up and their big coats on and stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, I was pausing the clip many times as I was writing some notes down and just looking at what was going on back there. So it's it's a snapshot in time. It's a time capsule, really. Yeah, it is. It really is like just a bustling downtown area. You don't it was real life. Real they also, life. They have a, a version of New York San Gennaro Festival, the, mm-hmm. uh, the famous Italian festival in New York City in Little Italy. Yep. Philly has their version of of that kind of festival down here. Nice. I don't know what it's called. I forgot. <laughs> Didn't write it down, obviously. <laughs> yeah, me. Uh, so we move from the Italian market to the arched bridge along the oh boy, Skullkill River. Skullkill. Skullkill. Okay. Mm. Maybe you should have wrote that down, Jay. Mm-hmm. The Skookle River. There you go. That's Philly's connecting railway bridge built in 1866. Mm. 
Rocky's just, jogging south along the Kelly Drive bike trail. Yeah, markedly different scene to be running through. Totally different looking and feeling area, right? Than what he, we just yeah. saw him in. Yeah, now it's it's like a park <laughs> along the river. This, yeah. this looks almost like a like a fake scene behind it. it doesn't look like right in this. Oh, uh, like a you go to like minute second twenty six, like twenty seven. Yeah, like it looks fake, but it's real. But we know it's not. Yeah. Looks pretty much the same these days. They have a their bike trail now is more more defined as a bike trail. Why don't you lower the volume on that so we don't go into them stuff? The river runs near Adrian and Paulie's cemetery. Adrian's cemetery in Rocky Balboa and Adrian and Paulie's in Creed. Am I giving mm-hmm. too much away for the future? Yeah, you just a spoiler alert. <laughs> it winds past the Philadelphia Zoo, which mm-hmm. is famous for um, my aged animals. Family trip from two years ago, and uh, Rocky and Adrian's proposal. Your family no, went to the zoo. Yeah, we we took the kids to the zoo <laughs> a couple years back. When? <laughs> a couple years ago. <laughs> years, three years, maybe. <laughs> Spring, fall, summer. But it's where um, Rocky proposed to Adrian in front mm-hmm. of the tiger pit. Mm-hmm. If you follow the river south, you end up at the Philadelphia Museum of Art, which is famous for some reason or another. Mm, who knows why? I can't imagine. Yeah, you got me. But they filmed so much of this running footage that a lot of it doesn't exist anymore. Mm-hmm. They ran through so many other like different parts of town that really? obviously they couldn't fit it all in. But it's Sly said that none of the none of the footage exists. Exists. That's a shame. I know. Even like just some raw footage, I would love to see where else mm-hmm. he went, like interactions with people and stuff. Yeah, I, I think if, if this movie was shot, you know, within the last 10 years, all that footage would have been on a director's cut Blu-ray, oh, right? Totally. And nothing would have been left to chance. Nothing would have been left to the garbage pail, cutting room floor, nothing. It's like they keep everything just in case the movie's a hit. And if it is, they they release it on like a special edition anniversary set. Right. Uh, now we go to the speed bag. Mm. Oh, yeah. Never he can this. work that bag, too. Just really can. Never tried this Man. before. It ain't easy. I've been. I at tried the gym. it at the sporting goods store. I uh, look <laughs> like an idiot. <clears throat> I've been at the gym and I've looked at it and wanted to try it so bad, but I don't want to embarrass myself, so I didn't try. <laughs> it, but I do want to try it. I tried it just like Craig's. Um, sorry, not Craig. Jeff. I knew that was going to happen. Well, <laughs> just, just like Jeff said. <laughs> I don't have as good a voice as Craig. <laughs> he does have a good radio voice. He does. But when if you do it really slowly, it's easier. Obviously, slower is easier, but. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like all about timing is is getting it in between those bounces. It, it's yeah. it's hard though. It is very hard. And we got some. Yeah. Oh, oh, sorry, Jeff. More on the speed. Maybe? No, I was gonna say. You know, I wonder how long uh, Stallone had to practice that to get it just right. In the commentary, Avelson said that he was pretty good at it right off the bat. Nice. So I, he he must have had some kind of yeah some level. That's of, not something you just walk up and do. No, absolutely not. What's that? Some level of training beforehand. We got the alternating one arm push up. I um, have you ever done one arm push ups? I, I, I impossible. I broke my nose doing one. Did you? No, I'm just kidding. I made that up. <laughs> that I thought it was funny though. That would have been a great story. I, I so I, I was I was wondering how beneficial one arm push ups really are, or if they're just for show to show how strong you are. I actually read some things where people said it's just for show, but. And ever go to livestrong.com? It's like a health exercise, wellness kind of yeah, website. Yeah, yeah. And it says the one arm push up, push up might be the most difficult body weight movements to master. Almost 70% of your body weight is bearing down on one arm. 
That's a lot. Wow. But it basically says if if you can accomplish this fitness feat, it's a great trick for parties to impress everyone or to impress everyone at the gym. So it's kind of like, uh, you know, they say it strengthens your arm, shoulder, chest, core, but uh, two arm pushups are going to do the same yeah, thing yeah. pretty much. So, All right. So he does these alternating. You, you, if you read Mike's lips as he's counting, he does 50 of them. So he does 50 and then he goes from that into like the explosive clapping pushups where <sighs> you push yourself up off the ground, you clap your hands and then we'll come back down to another push up for the movie. I'm sure he didn't do 50. Probably just jumped down and Mike started counting at like 42, <laughs> but yeah. still, but still you, you're I, doing I, those one arm push ups and then you do the explosive push up. I don't think I can do one, one arm push up. I can't. Oh, no way. I've, I've tried. tried. No. Nah. I can't do one two arm push up. <laughs> <laughs> I might be able to on a bet. I don't know. If there was a bed of nails underneath me, I probably could do it. <laughs> yeah, if your ass is at stake. You have to keep your head up and your spine straight. And uh, it's very good for balance coordination. And it's very good for your hips. I don't Fitness advice, everybody. Yeah, we cover it all here pretty much. So we usually charge for stuff like that, yeah, but we give uh, it away. Fitness nice. it's free here on Rocky Minute. Yeah. yeah. I told you we, we're all about your health. I told you where you can find it online so you don't even have to listen anymore. You could just go go online and find your one arm push up tutorial. They actually in detail tell you how to do it. Wow. Yeah. I won't nice. go through all that. That would be like script reading. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I need some of that invisible line they use in movies to pull me. But up. I never, I, <laughs> I've never, I've never seen anyone do one like, you know, like in real life. Like I, you never go to the gym and see people doing one arm push ups or anything. I've never seen anybody trying to do this. No. Yeah. Oh, you know, you can just build a really strong fan into the floor <laughs> below you where you're going to be doing it, right? Then set up the camera. <laughs> Whatever works. Know. I'm going to try and do a party trick. I'm going to try and do a Facebook live world, right? Uh, Instagram, oh, whatever. My God, yeah. No kidding. But towards the end of the training montage, they're running, running out of ideas on different <laughs> training scenes they can do. So Avelson just asked him, like, you got anything else? And Sloan was like, yeah, let me try these one arm push ups. And hmm. here we go. The clap push up I've seen people do. Yeah. I, yeah. I've seen that too. That has, I think, more of a benefit than the one arm push up. Hmm. But Sly yeah, says breaking your wrist as he come down. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but Sly says he hasn't done these before or since that day. Wow, really? Unless I don't know. If that's impressive. That's what he said on the commentary. But I don't know if we've seen him do them in any of the other. Oh, uh, we'll have to keep an eye out for that. You call him? I don't him all that. But, um, uh, we could bust mm. this whole thing open. <laughs> oh, didn't he do push-ups with with people sitting on his back? Did he one do point. one arm push-ups in Rocky Four? Oh, Sly, if you're listening, we're oh. you're on notice, my friend. <laughs> um, my my brain is going to the um, the the fancy Rocky Three training mm-hmm. sequence where he's got that whole rented out thing with the band. Yeah, and uh, I, I swore he was doing some kind of fancier push-ups during that, or either that with or the push-ups with a girl sitting on his back or something. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, maybe that. Maybe I don't know. My memory might be addled at this point. Jay's going to be checked I'm out for a while. Be, yeah, Jay's I'll talk to you guys tomorrow. <laughs> he just looked up Rocky Four training montage. I'm going to watch. He's going to get to the bottom of this. I see. Everybody, right. take a break. <laughs> Smoke if you got him. Well, here we got the song breaks down into a '70s guitar solo. As very good one too. Yeah, yeah, it's rocking, blistering. But um, Rocky's just taking medicine ball slams into his ribs. 
You got to give Sly credit, man. That was not a stunt double. No. And, you know, Avelson and like the production guys, they all said that he busted his ass mm-hmm. filming this. He always does, man. That's one thing I love about Sly. And that's why, you know, I, I, I hate the fact that he's so underappreciated. Mm-hmm as an actor because he he puts his heart and soul puts his life on the line for a lot of these stunts he does so much himself uh yeah i think he deserves so much more credit than he gets yeah and, and these like these training scenes they, yeah they're agonizing yeah mm-hmm. i get winded just looking at him i know yeah jay's got the rocky I'm, four one on right now and it's just i'm thinking one on push us pride will come in and hearts on fire right <laughs> oh great song <laughs> Unfortunately, we got a few years to cover that one. Yeah, I'll be back. Um, I'll be from. I'll be calling in from the retirement home. <laughs> I actually want to just start doing four right now. Do you? I, All right, I let's know, put man. this on hold and just jump right in the. I four. love Rocky Four. Yeah. So welcome to Rocky Four Minute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, very topical since we have a, a great relationship with Russia again. Not. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was heading that way. I don't yeah, know what Cold happened. War reboot. Yeah. That's why they're coming out with uh, Creed 2 to, to bring it back together. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I heard that rumor. Rocky Four ended Cold War One, so you know, maybe this will put us back on track. So uh, what else? Medicine ball. Take some medicine ball shots to the ribs, to the abdomen. Yeah. And that's toughen up those muscles. Does that work? Like if you punch or hit the abs, do you get abs? I, I yeah. No. I mean, tensing up. Tensing up would help. But you know the, the move where. Do you have abs, Jeff? Well, well, everybody has them. Uh, but uh, can I see yours? You I, I don't want to see. <laughs> is that what you're I, asking? I think so. This is clear enough. The fact layers. I don't want to see your abs. I just want to know if they're visible to if I look at you without a shirt on. Um, are you asking? They're not defined. No. Okay. No, I, I don't think. You, well, I mean, obviously they're they're there somewhere. All right. But, like you uh, said, everybody has them. Yeah, we all got them. Whether or not we use them, that's a different story. So in short answer, Jay, yes, Jeff has abs. Now everybody knows. Burning question. I'm going to look up. Mm-hmm. But you know that move where like two guys will stand back to back and then they'll turn past, past the, medicine, the ball, yeah. medicine ball back and forth? I think that's as effective as what he's doing there. Yeah, but that's grueling too, man. Yeah. That is grueling too. Anytime um, you're thrown around weights is grueling. Yeah. That's a good way to throw your back out, people. <laughs> That's what they say when you're when you're shoveling snow. Don't twist. Yeah. Don't twist. Yes. Just saying. Right. Lift for your legs. That it's been there. But we all get lazy and we do the bend at the waist. Oh, yeah, and, man. You know. mm-hmm. All right, I got an answer to our burning question of the day. Oh. I googled, does hitting your abs make them stronger? <laughs> <laughs> and the answer I got is no. <clears throat> it will bruise them. Getting punched in the abs does not directly strengthen the abdominal muscles. However, once you have obtained fairly developed abs, uh, what the punching does is it causes you to tighten your abdominal muscles in response to the hit, which will define them. Yeah. I'm going to try it right now just for everybody. Well, since you're so close, I mean, you're only a half hour away. Why don't you come here and we'll we'll take our shirts off and punch each other in the stomach? Okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm down. Give, give me an address. I'll, uh, I'll maps right over there. Yeah, you're probably only about 40 minutes away from us, maybe. And then we'll go to Triumph. We'll get some brews. And- Wait a minute. I mean, you should come here if we're going to go to Triumph afterwards. I drive all the way up there and then all the way back here. We're going to have to recover from just punching each other for yeah, a little while. So. <laughs> yeah. We'll podcast the ride over. Yeah. And our other burning issue is I'm through the training montages of Rocky Four, and there are no one-arm push-ups. Okay. So that we have to check Rocky Three, but... Rocky. 
three. I'm Rocky two too. I don't. I'm not uh... Rocky two two. What is it? A ballet? <laughs> it's Rocky two as well. All right. Um, All right. While James looking this up, please tell us about Tricorder Transmissions. Oh man, yeah. So um, the Tricorder Transmissions is a Star Trek podcast network. Um, we have several Star Trek shows uh, under one banner. Actually, we have uh, seven to be exact, uh, ranging up on a bunch of different Star Trek topics. The original one that uh, Craig Cohen and I started together is what we called the original mission. It was to sit down together and watch all 80 of the original uh, Star Trek, the original series episodes, including the original pilot, which made it 80 episodes. We did a commentary track uh, for each one that you can sync up to the actual episode and watch along with us. Uh, so that was the one series. We've got a whole bunch. We've got one dedicated to the new Star Trek series, uh, Star Trek Discovery, which is airing now called Disco Trek. Uh, my podcast partner, Heather Barker, and I do that one together, uh, as well as the Shore Leave, which is a show dedicated to the convention community. Star Trek has many conventions that they have across the world, especially the United States, every year. And we cover a lot of those uh, with people who've been there and, and us included. Uh, we've got a bunch of other shows. Trek Ranks, uh, hosted by my buddy Jim Morehouse, who was actually on Star Trek Enterprise. Um, wow. That's uh, ranking Star Trek based on different topics every episode. That airs every two weeks or so. Uh, Drawing Trek, which is myself and my buddy Ian. We do um, a show dedicated to Star Trek comic books. So right now we're covering the original 60s and 70s Gold Key comic series. That one's a lot of fun. And we got a couple of other shows on the network, too. So check us out at the tricordertransmissions.com and we are at tricorder show on Twitter. So uh, if you're a Star Trek fan, we got probably got something for you on the network. So come on over and check us out. My you are ass deep in Star Trek. You ain't kidding. And then that's not only podcasts I do. <laughs> <laughs> I am also uh, one of the co-founders along with Craig Cohen and, and a few others of uh, Zilch, the official podcast of the monkeys. So, wow, really? Yeah, 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 yeah. If you go to iTunes and you uh, iTunes store and look up the monkeys and scroll down a podcast, we are right there. And uh, we've been doing that for a few years now. Um, I host a couple of segments on that show. One is the color cast commentaries where we're doing commentary tracks on each episode of the TV show. And I also host the album discussion, music discussion roundtables. So where we talk about the monkeys albums and unreleased tracks oh. and things like that. So you're talking about the band, the monkeys, not the animals. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. yeah All right. Yeah, yeah. Good to clear that up. Good to clarify. Good to clarify. Thanks for that. When I was I, a kid, I used to love the monkeys. I, oh, me too. I, yeah, I do enjoy a good monkey song. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's, that's a lot of fun. We, we have a good time doing that one. We've been doing that for quite a few years. And uh, yeah, we've been going really strong with that one. It's a lot of fun. We've, uh, each of the surviving monkeys has been on the show. So uh, really, yeah, we've had all of them. Uh, Peter's been on, Mickey's been on, Mike's been on. So um, yeah, I thought on Mike kind of turned his back on the whole thing. No sir, no sir. He was on the latest Monkeys album, and uh, he was involved uh, a bit in the the latest Monkeys tour. So oh, he's still there. Look at that. <clears throat> yeah, kid. I'm glad those kids patched it up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey Jay, you want to send us off? Yeah, man. I mean, if you're uh. And you introed it, you should outro it. Outro? Is that a word? Yeah. Um, so us, Rocky Minute, you can find us on Twitter at Rocky Minute. Uh, we have a Facebook listeners page, Mighty Mix, where we talk about all kinds of things. Uh, you can also catch us on our home away from home. Home. <laughs> our home away from home, duelinggenre.com. 
uh, where there's other podcasts, which you know Doug always goes over in the, later in the week. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can also uh, find us on iTunes, where you can head over, listen to the show, give us a five-star review, and help us out there. And um, also, we, uh, we're talking about the mailbag in previous episodes, where we have some... Uh, you know, uh, later on, there's some credits, which nobody wants to listen to us, us talk about credits. So if you have any questions, comments, anything you want us to address, go on Mighty Mix. <laughs> oh, no, email, email us, right? Email us. What's our email address? Rocky Minute at gmail.com. Or you can you can go on Facebook and post something you want to hear. Sure. Yeah. Um, all serious inquiries and maybe some not so serious ones will be addressed. Yes, because we're a very serious show. And that's it. So. Join us tomorrow for some more Rocky Minute, and Jeff will be back tomorrow to talk about the tricoder tricoder transmissions. Transponster. Transponster. Friends reference the the tricoder transmissions and all the other projects he works on. Close enough. All right. See you all tomorrow. Adios, amigos. Next. Rocky Minute. Minute.